What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Northfield Radio Program. I am your host, Caleb Gordon. So excited that you're here with me today. Winter's here. Woo, man, it is, it's cold. Um, this is all the more reason why you need to pick up something from Outpost Coffee. These guys are incredible. They have warm, warm caffeinated coffee beverages. You cannot go wrong with these guys. Check them out at outpostcoffeeco.com. So, you know, I've called this for a while that I believe that we are <clears throat> heading towards a global economic system. And like I said, earlier this spring slash summer, they did a, an article in Time Magazine about the Great Reset and how COVID-19 was going to help propel that Great Reset. And and <clears throat> here's what I'm seeing. Um, it, this is an article from CNBC. Uh, the title of it says, Another Consequence to COVID is a World Without Cash. And then the, the idea here is, Not wanting to touch anything is having a dramatic impact on consumer habits. Amid the coronavirus crisis, Americans are abandoning cash almost entirely in favor of a quote-unquote tap-and-go transaction and have fully embraced contactless and or digital payment methods uh, after a year of reluctance. So we've been reconditioned. I said back in March, we're in the process of being reconditioned and we are being reconditioned. It's almost complete. Uh, People are now to the point where they don't want to touch anything. They don't want to handle cash. Cash is no longer a thing that's going to be worth anything. Paper money is going to be obsolete soon. Um, It'll be a completely digital system which will open the door for a completely online digital footprint and 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 transaction history transaction abilities um my brother i just was on the phone with my brother a little bit ago and he <laughs> um, he's like hold on just a second i gotta scan my face to get into work and you've got to scan your face on this computer thing and they're conditioning so i don't know how people can't see this they're straight up conditioning us for the mark of the beast to be able to scan to get into places to do certain things. Um, that happened. Uh, I saw a video where they were they're scanning people to get into a shopping mall. You got to scan your your temperature, make sure you don't have a temperature. Um, you, so you got all these things coming down the pike, and I'm telling you, I mean, in our city alone, they've got billboards up: "Protect the herd, protect the herd, protect the herd." Wear your mask. Wear your mask. It is not helping. Like. If this is as deadly as they say it is, why the, a little plastic or paper mask is not going to stop it? I mean, they're not even ninety nine point nine percent of the people aren't even wearing the mask correctly. They have their noses uncovered, um, their eyes are exposed. So if Corona wants to, it can get in through your eyes. It can get in through your nose. If you got your nose exposed, people aren't taking. If you really truly are that concerned, you need a full hazmat suit covering all orifices, <laughs> and. Like I said, there was an article that came out two weeks ago in Oklahoma City that said soon they're saying now that the coronavirus um, is going to be no worse than the childhood cold. It's, not, it's, it's like a cold. It's like a regular virus. Not a big deal. And yet we have, we're moving in a direction that is going to completely put us in a standstill. won't be able to do anything. Um, cashless society. They're saying soon you're going to have to have a passport to be able to move. Uh, around you won't be able to fly. Uh, Biden's pushing, or his team is pushing for um, COVID nineteen uh, passports to be able to fly. 
you don't have the passport and, and proof that you have got the vaccine, then you can't fly. You can't travel. So that's that's restricting people from being able to do certain things. Um, I, you know, we've seen the dystopian films where they they put people in, in boxes of, 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 of camps. And, and when I say camps, I mean like uh, districts. Um, and you can all, you know, you can't go out of that district. And we've got all these movies that have foretold this kind of stuff and, and just a fictional science fiction type environment. Man, but we're, we're opening the door for this kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> the U.S. Mint has pleaded with the public to use coins again, but the opportunities to do so are fewer and fewer uh, in, in between. Fewer and fewer between. In between, uh, since the start of the pandemic, more than more retailers have moved to an e-commerce, including allowing shoppers to pay online and pick up at curbside, avoiding even touching uh, a card. So you can just pay on the internet and 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 be done with it. And so we've got all these weird things that are coming down the pike. And I'm telling you, this is going to affect us in ways that it, it, we are being restructured. Uh, I had Aaron on earlier on the podcast, on the on the radio show podcast, and he's you know, communism and socialism are alive. They are here, presently in this place, and and we're so consumed with, are you wearing your mask? Are you doing your part? Are you protecting the herd? That we're not protecting the herd. We're actually devastating people that are financially. We're devastating folks. We're not doing what we should be doing economically. We're we're we're. <laughs> We're closing ourselves off in such a fashion that, that it's going to be almost impossible if you don't have a digital footprint, uh, if you uh, to be able to, to do transactions. Uh, which I, once again, I keep landing back on my eschatology, where I my view of the end. I believe we're in end times. I believe Christ is going to return, and we need to be paying attention to what's going on and and listen to um, the facts. Now, I'm not talking. Let's look at conspiracies. Those I'm not talking. I'm just look at the things that are being presented by credible news sources that are saying, "Okay, this is what's going on." Uh, we got ca- a cashless society that's happening. We've got all these things that are ha- happening, and and you know this thing with with GameStop yesterday. I, I still think that there's something to this that that is bigger than the actual um, the actual meltdown that that has ensued. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, says the stocks are in a tumble and they're in trouble. Um, we've got all kinds of, of interesting things that are coming down the pike that are, are going to cause problems. Um, anybody that disagrees with the mainstream media or the mainstream narrative is considered a, an extremist or um, just some sort of whacked out crazy person. And so the proof of that is in what's taking place in the world right now. Um, the star from The Mandalorian, uh, she played the the marshal. Um, her her last name is Carano, and I probably messed that up. Carano, she, I'm reading this article, says she fell under heavy criticism after she posted, Jews were beaten in the streets not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. And then she goes on and continues, but history is edited... And most people today don't realize that to get to that point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. 
How is this any different from hating someone for their political views? And guess what? She's 100% right. That's what we're doing. Like That's what we're getting to the point where if you have a conservative viewpoint, you're viewed as a complete conspiracy theory psycho. And I said this back months ago that, listen, it's not far-fetched to, you know, in the in the heat of all of the crazy of COVID-19, because they said on the CDC website or the World Health Organization's website that they were going to have isolation camps. And I said, man, this is this, this sounds Germany-like. It sounds Nazi-like. And I got called on it by pastors. Fellow pastors would say, Caleb, you're you're an extremist. You're 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 spouting out extremist views, and you need to be careful with your words because you're a pastor. Like, hello, pastors. We need to be vocal. We need to wake up and tell folks, man, listen, things are this isn't this isn't right. And we have cancel culture left and right, left and right, left and right, because someone doesn't agree. That's how the Nazis did it. They used media in their day, they used the platforms that they had in their day to push their agendas. And man, that's taking place. And the conservative voices are being shut down, being shut out. Voices like mine, voices like any other conservative, Christian, biblical worldview person is is being shut out. Like Bank of America just announced this week that... (laughs) They're going to start this Green New Deal initiative in their company that a part of their finance committee or finance portion where they lend out money. So where this leads to at the end of the road is um, if you uh, disagree politically with the agenda of you know uh, global warming or climate change, we're not going to give you money like Pay attention. That's the wording of what this thing is for their for their little green New Deal experiment. Uh, we're 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 in this financial institutions. They are they're gonna figure out a way. I'm telling you, this is why there's this push for cashless societies because they will be able to control the banks completely. They'll be able to control your accounts. They'll be able to control how you spend your money, when you spend it, what you spend it on. If you don't agree with them, they'll shut it off. Like this is what they're going towards. They're going to get to where they're going to. You don't agree with the with the with the political ideology, and that's how you're going to turn a country. Because you start affecting people's wallets, and they start saying, "Well, I guess it wasn't that big of a conviction. I guess you know I got to be able to eat. I got to be able to take care of my family. I got to be able to do what I need to do for my family. So I, uh, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm a Democrat now." How did that happen? Because they have the power to pull the strings on your pocketbook. And that's that's where you get things start things start to shift and start to change. And guys, I'm telling you, <clears throat> this is where my eschatology comes into play. I believe that Christ is going to return and there's going to be a tribulation. There's going to be a removal of the church from the the salt and light is going to be removed from the planet. And there is going to be um, a, a, a political and religious individual known as the Antichrist is going to come on the scene and he's going to run things. And he's going to have all the, like he's going to have his hand in all these things, the, the banks, the, the religious system. They'll, they'll get to where there's going to be, you know, we'll have a one uh, 
they're already you know the the wording is already being pushed out people that 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 agree with uh, that that abortion is murder people that say that homosexuality is a sin these people are being pushed against and they're being told hey oh you can't you can't be allowed to speak <clears throat> you don't have a you shouldn't have a voice we've got all these now really cool you know mega church pastors and bible study leaders like Stephen Furtick and 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 uh, uh Beth Moore that are really they're walking a fine line uh, on saying, "Well, I don't know if we should we should talk about these issues because that's not real. Let's just stick to the gospel, because that's all that really matters, and we don't need the okay, okay. That's a safe way to say I don't want to touch on social issues. Well, Jesus touched on social issue, issues often, and when it comes to sin, Jesus was very vocal. And what is you know." <laughs> Those are two major sins that are being played out in the world around us today. And we have to be careful. We have to be so incredibly careful. And and if we're not, uh, we, we get canceled. We, we get canceled. And so there's coming a day, I believe, when all of this is going to unfold. And they're going to have, like the move for the the global reset is, is coming. They're pushing for it. And the thing that was keeping... Um, that at bay was the leadership. I mean, I just watched a video where a lady <clears throat> had, she said, man, my, under Tr- President Trump, my son's insulin, my kid's insulin cost $60 a month to get it. And now she said she went back, this is the first time she went back this last week to pick up her kid's insulin uh, at, the, at the doctor's office. And guess how much it was? And she, this was a coup with a coupon from the company. $328 for a month's worth of insulin. This is not a thing that they, ha- you know, oh, we can maybe not do with it this month. If he, if their son doesn't have insulin, he dies. Like, under, tr- like, that's what I was telling my wife. Trump actually cared about the ne- average American. Like, he cared that we took, you know, he made it affordable for people to live. These drug companies don't care if people live or die because they're going to make money. They don't care. These cancer patient places, they don't care if people live or die. How do I know this? Because <laughs> there's a cure for cancer out there, but we just don't want to talk about it. You know why? Because there's more people making money off of cancer than are dying of cancer. There are more people making money off of diabetes than are being cured. And if we cured it, then there'd be a massive job loss. If we cured cancer, it'd be massive job losses. So we gotta, we gotta keep the cure just a little bit outside the reach of the of the average American because we don't want people to know about these things, guys. I'm telling you, we're moving rapidly towards the end of this thing. This is why it's important. Get your focus on Christ now. Get your heart right with the Lord now. Repent and believe now, as Mark says, Book of Mark says, repent and believe. Like this is what we need people to do is we need you to repent and believe. That's what you need to do. You don't need to align yourself with a political party. And I get it. I've been talking about politics, and I've been talking about a political party. I've been talking about the news. I'm just telling you what I'm seeing around us, and I'm just calling a spade a spade. When people say this is what we want to do, I'm believing them. When somebody says we want to reset the financial world, we want to reset the globe, 
I'm, I'm simply believing what they're saying. I'm taking what they're saying at face value. I'm not going to just be like, well, I don't know if they really mean that. Do they really mean that? I don't know if they really mean that. Do they? I'm telling you, they really mean that. How do we know that they really mean it? Because they're saying, and now they're beginning the process of trying to make this happen. So what do we do? What's, what's the church to do? I'm not saying to worry or freak out. I'm saying to be aware. And this is when we do, the gospel does need to be preached. And we need people to have their hearts and their minds illuminated to the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because when you transform someone's heart, that's when the life transformation begins. When someone repents of their sins and they change the direction of, um, by the power of the Holy Spirit, they change the direction of their life through repentance, it's no longer I that live, but it's Christ that lives. So what's the point? Like, that's where you find your new creation. That's how you change the world. A little bit at a time where you have conversations, you engage individuals. Like this radio broadcast, I don't know, maybe a few thousand listen to it. But I can tell you right now, this isn't going to change someone's life. Maybe, hopefully it does. Maybe you hear it and you say, man, I need to give my heart to the Lord. But you might not. But here's the bottom line is I'm calling you to repentance. If you're not serious about the things of the Lord, you need to be serious about the things of the Lord. Like, it is time, oh, it is far time that we, we, we make this a priority. Because if we don't make this a priority, like, oh, I got tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'll be fine. I got tomorrow. I got tomorrow. Tomorrow will be fine. I, I, got, I, can, get, I can get to this later. We're never promised tomorrow. We're not promised the next three seconds. But we do have a promise that we're going to eventually die. And we will meet the Lord. And as a result of meeting the Lord, um, there's judgment. And that judgment, if you're outside of Christ, is the condemnation. If you're inside of Christ, it is no longer a judgment of of condemnation, but rather um, of reward. It's a judgment of being rewarded. So I just, I need us to, I don't know how to, how to say this in such a way to get us, um, get our hearts focused on the right thing and that's we we gotta you gotta stop making excuses as to why we don't want to follow christ and rather we need to be ever vigilant to say okay christ you're it i want to know you more intimately i want to follow you more than ever before I, i want to be um in line with what you want me to be in line with because there's coming a day when we're gonna be thrown under the bus usa today um likened Christian, it says Christian nationalism is a threat. Not just, this is from USA Today, not just from capital attacks invoking Jesus' name. So they're trying to throw Christians under the bus saying that there are these violent extremists that want to overthrow the government and, and they're, they're invoking Christ's name. Now, I don't, anyone that invokes violence in the name of Christ, I, I can't align myself with. I disagree. I disavow them completely. But I'm telling you what they're doing here is anyone who says anything about sin is going to be labeled as a Christian nationalist. If you say that homosexuality is a sin, if you say abortion is murder, this is what you're going to... This, if you say, man, we need, to, we need to pursue holiness above everything else, man, you're going to get thrown under the bus quick. And so this is where like, we need to dig our heels in, draw the line in the sand now, and say, listen, the gospel is where I stand on. 
and I'm not moving from that. I'm not wavering from that. Um, I'm not going to change my mind again about this. Christ is my all in all. Biblical Christianity, I can tell you, will soon be outlawed in America. How can I say that? Well, it's outlawed everywhere else. There's a ton of places that Christianity is <laughs> illegal to, to practice Christianity. China, Russia, Middle East, some places in Europe, uh, they're just, it's, it's illegal to openly follow the biblical Christian gospel. And the people that are, are growing in power have a disdain against Christianity. Biblical Christianity, I, I believe, will be outlawed soon in America. And people and pastors who say things like I've been saying today on this radio broadcast, they are going to be hunted down and, and they're going to be taken out. But here's our hope. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That by testing, you may discern what the will of God is. What is good and acceptable and perfect. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It's so important that we, that we do this, that we, that we pay attention because it's vital. Don't be discouraged. Now is the time to pay attention. And to, as the scripture says, look up. Because I do believe our redemption is drawing near. Christ is going to set all things right. Now, here's the deal. I believe and firmly Christ has never left the throne. Christ is not out of control. There's not a, a, a panic in heaven going, oh, I don't know what's happening. I can't. What are we doing? There's no panic in heaven. But there's panic here because we're worried. But this is where, where we as believers have to be anchored into the word of God. Because if we're not anchored in the word of God, we're tossed to and fro all around with whatever wind of, of news or doctrine that is thrown around. We have to be anchored into the things of Christ. We have to know Jesus more intimately than anything else. We need to pursue him more intimately than anything else. We need to long for holiness, his righteousness, his return, more than anything else that we're, we're longing for. Because when we do that, that's when things begin to shift and change. That's when we begin to have a different, a, a different mindset. Because where we end up, like, here's the thing. At the end of this, we win. At the end of the day, when this is all said and done, heaven is my home. I reside with Christ Jesus for all eternity. <laughs> and if somebody's trying to figure out, oh man, we got to try to, we got to change the world so we can keep the keep the, the political powers where we want them, man, let it, let the ships burn. Because at the end of the day, Christ returns and sets up his kingdom. So what's that, what should that motivate you and I to do? Share the gospel. Tell as many people as we can about the Savior. Long for them, plead with them to repent and come to know and believe in Christ. That's, that should be our mantra. Repent and believe. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of Christ. Repent and believe. Follow Jesus more than you follow anything else. Love Christ more than you love everything else. Because when that happens, that's when things begin to shift and change. Everything changes and everything's different because of that. All right. Don't be discouraged. I don't want to end. I'm not going to end this thing on a discouragement note. I want to end it on a, a holy, righteous note that Christ is 
in charge. That Christ is above all. Christ is seated at the throne. Christ is right where he's always been on the throne. Psalms 23 gives us a a very clear directive as to what we're supposed to do. It says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for who's with me. Christ, you're with me, your rod and your staff, that comfort of, of discipline, that comfort of, of direction. That's what shepherds do with sheep that they direct and they, they, they guard and they protect with that, with that rod. You, you guide me and you protect me, your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now that, that's good news. Take hope, ladies and gentlemen, because Christ is on the throne and he's returning soon. I love you all. Let's do this. This program has been brought to you by DSR, a technology company that has been investing in Bartles of a Families for over 35 years. DSR, we deliver technology.